Yes, I can hear you. Thank you. And can the room hear the people online? Yes, the room can hear you, Sharon. Yes, we can okay. hear you. Sorry if we were still trying to get things started. So, oh, yeah, no, that's. I just want to make sure we were all set. So whenever, whenever you guys are set. Okay. Yeah, I know. No one. I thought like Every I thought everyone was going online, so I felt I didn't want to leave Sherry all alone. <laughs> In every precious step, that's outside. Now you're all alone, but you're used. Sharon, you can hear me as well. Stan. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Kurt. Okay. Yeah. A little stressed. And because out. it's yeah. summer in the room and on Zoom, I, uh, we'll we'll want to make sure we start good, and let me do roll call just so I can my, make sure who all's here and that we have a quorum. A I'm pretty tomorrow. sure I see. And my mother-in-law canceled this morning. I see two of you. Uh, there is somebody talking. If everybody would mute themselves that are online. Because of lymphoma. I think it's talking and in the room, but I'll um, mute. The doctors had all said, you can go as long as you feel up to it, everything. Well, this weekend she started go, catching up to her, and so she... Yeah, someone's standing right next to a live mic. Okay. So now... Uh, you're telling the story. I don't mind. Kurt, are you ready? Yes. Okay, so it's 5.03, so we'll go ahead and get started. Which is great for me. Where? You can go right. You can go ahead and start the meeting, Chair. Whenever you're ready. Um, all right, uh, Chair. Do you want to go over the particulars of the hybrid meeting um, to start? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so, um, if you are attending this meeting via Zoom, please ensure you are muted and your video is off if you are not actively participating in the meeting. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. If you have any trouble, you can send a chat and all chats go directly to the meeting host. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25 okay thank you this is the board and commission structure committee meeting for monday august 21st um sure did you you said that you wanted to take roll uh yes sharon ashworth here katie barnett sharon ellenbecker Here. Travis Harrod. Here. Chris Cohart. Here. John Nalbandian. And Stran Stanley Rasmussen. Here. Daniel Smith. Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, so we'll go ahead. Our first item up is to approve uh, the meeting minutes from July 12th. Uh, are there any uh, comments, revisions needed on the minutes? Hearing no revisions, can I have a motion to approve the minutes? So moved. Thank you. Do I have a second? 
So moved. Thank you. Um, all, I guess all those in favor, uh, raise your hands so we can see and go. All right. Uh, anyone opposed? Abstain? I, I think I should abstain since I wasn't at the last meeting. Thank you. All right, so the uh, minutes have been approved. Um, sorry for not being there uh, this evening. I'm on my bike today and I just couldn't stomach biking all the way downtown and getting there in a dripping mess. Um, so uh, let's go ahead and move to our, the, the agenda item for this evening is to approve and authorize uh, the Boards and Commission Structure Committee recommendations to the City Commission. Um, I do want to take a moment and say that these uh, recommendations um, that have been drafted, this will be a recommendation to the City Commission. There will be an opportunity for the public to discuss um, these recommendations um, at a future City Commission meeting when they take up this issue. Um, I don't know if we have a timeline on when the City will discuss these recommendations. Is that something staff can answer in terms of what a potential timeline is? I think we're looking at uh, the first meeting in September. The but first meeting September. in September? Oh, all right. And if that's it, that will be an opportunity for um, the public to weigh in, in addition to the past meetings that we've had where the public has had an opportunity to weigh in on these recommendations. Uh, so we'll go ahead and I'll just open it up to the committee uh, for uh, a discussion of the draft recommendations before us. Sharon, this is Stan Rasmussen on the board. Are, are we saying that we will not take any public comment on our proposed action tonight? Is that what you're saying? I'm a little unclear. This is um, these meetings um, in the past. We have not had public comment um, on these recommendations. We have had public comment. Um, we've had two sessions um, on public comment. Um, if we are able to take uh, public comment at three minutes apiece, we could do that, um, just like a standard um, commission meeting. I. I my recollection is, is our first meeting, we talked about whether or not we wanted public comment, and I thought we said, just for our discussion, if all we're doing is discussing stuff, probably didn't warrant taking public comment. But here we are tonight actually taking action on something where we're gonna have a motion and we're gonna vote on it, and I think that needs to have public comment. But I'm a little concerned that we wouldn't take public comment on an action, a formal action. Right, anyone else? Sherry? I, I tend to agree with that because I don't like it when people do not feel that they've been heard, even at, at, at all parts of the process. I think it's important for people to feel that they've had a, uh, been heard. One more. <laughs> three-minute public comment session isn't going to kill us. Okay. Anybody else? Feeling of the group? Does staff have any comments? 
Um, if not, um, I'll go ahead and um, ask if there's anybody in the City Hall Chamber room um, to speak. And if so, if that person would walk up to the podium and state their name. Um, and if somebody, uh, can somebody in the room do the three minute timer? Is that possible? Yes, um, I, I have the clock um, chair, so I can just say time at three minutes and then it'll be up to you to determine when um, the individuals actually, whether yes. to let them wrap up comments. So, uh, yes. uh, thank you. I'll let you know there's seven people sitting in here. Uh, but I'll also let you know there was one person that as I was coming in the building they left because they were told that they would not be allowed to do public comment tonight. So right now there's seven people here. Yeah, and there's a few online I can see as well. So if the first person would like to go ahead and comment. Okay, thank you. My name's Nancy Muma. I'm here to speak for uh, keeping the Sustainability Advisory Board as a separate board. I think it has, you can't hear me? No. Can you hear me on Zoom? Yes. Okay. I can, yes. Okay, so I'm here to speak for keeping the Sustainability Advisory Board as a separate board. There's a lot of expertise on that board that um, deals with all the climate issues, and I think the climate issues are, are one of the foremost issues that we're dealing with today. I mean, we even have 100, over 100 degree weather today as, as uh, not part of climate, but the issues are really important, and I think that they have to be addressed separately. You can't just expect every board to deal with climate issues, although they should. I think the expertise in the Sustainability Advisory Board is really important. We have people there that do this uh, as their work for the military, for small companies, for nonprofits. We have two professors that are involved in, in this sort of thing at KU. We have a lot of experts on this advisory board that helped the city make good decisions and um, give good advice. And so I think it's really important that we make sure that we maintain this board. Um, I think that we only have one person who is a staff member, Kathy Richardson, who is the director of sustainability. Since we don't have a nice large staff, the advisory board really helps her in her work and advises, gives advice that otherwise would have to be paid positions. So I think that the sustainability advisory board has a huge impact on our city and is really an important part of what we do. Thank you very much. The next person in the room like to step up? Hi, my name is Margaret Kumar. And I'm sure that you've all followed the news recently and are aware of the storm hitting the Baja Peninsula yesterday, what happened in Hawaii, um, compounded with the wildfires all over the Northwest and in Canada. And uh, the reality is that if we are to reverse the worst effects of global warming and environmental degradation, we are going to need to make drastic, substantive, and transformative changes at the city, county, state, and federal level in the areas of transportation, energy, food, building materials, commerce, um, 
and land development, city planning, the list goes on and on. We have to make major changes in the way that we are doing things now. Kathy Richardson cannot do this all by herself. You have a board that is funneling ideas into the city, consisting of volunteers who are not costing the city a cent. Also, the other thing about that board is that citizens can contact them with concerns so it, they can generate grassroots input that, you know, filters further up. But again, it's easy to say, well, we're going to avoid climate change if we just turn on the air conditioner. It's coming for all of us. We have to get serious about looking for how to turn things around, how to make major changes, shutting down a sustainability advisory board at this time and under these circumstances is not advisable. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, my name is Kathleen Harnett of Lawrence. I, I do find it almost laughable that this is one of the boards that would be chosen to be eliminated. I, it really is very sad if you think that every other board is supposed to have a focus on sustainability as part of their responsibilities you're just brushing it under the rug you have a committee now of professors of experts people who can do the research share the knowledge and you want to wipe that out makes no sense whatsoever free to you no salary this is not the time to get rid of a sustainability advisory board they're here to help you with policies and research and make sure that there is a focus on sustainability if you decentralize and you spread it out to every other board do you really think that arts and entertainment has expert knowledge about sustainability for Lawrence and Douglas County? If so, then you really are not paying attention. So sorry to sound so aggravated, but this is aggravating. So please maintain sustainability advisory board with their knowledge, their expertise, and their willingness to do the research and provide expert advice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking our comments. I think it's important that we be able to share. Uh, and I know it's a difficult decision that all of you had to do with so many advisory committees. I do, and I assume, and maybe you haven't had a chance, but I want to, uh, in a way, take some of what, uh, uh, you know, has been sent to you in a letter from Michael Allman. I thought he had a couple of really good points. Uh, one of them was uh, that uh, Lawrence will strive to balance the needs of an economy and an equitable society and a healthy, sustainable environment. Now, I'm speaking as moderator for Lettuce, a Lawrence Ecology Teams United in Sustainability. Uh, nine interfaith, uh, different uh, religious traditions have come together. And our goal is to advocate and uh, hopefully see that sustainability is maintained. 
And if we have it dispersed, as is suggested, then who is it, as our question is, who is it going to take, which is a mandate now, as listed, is the Sustainability Advice Board shall advise the City Commission and the City staff in these ways, monitor and review present environmental protection, conservation efforts, etc. assist the Lawrence City Commission and City staff develop and establish goals and priorities for everything, it seems, including natural resources, conservation efforts, efforts. Advise the Lawrence City Commission and city staff on practical methods and programs to reach their goals for future environmental protection. Climate change, disruptions, no longer future. So I'm asking that you do that because I also sit on the advisory board, or at least the task force, for climate change for the city and county. Uh, their small focus groups have gone to all different groups, etc., and the urgency the urgency of looking at sustainability has never been uh, more visible for us all. And I just think it's incumbent upon us not to have, if you want to call it the optics, but to take sustainability away from the important aspect of what all the committees are to be doing. And to ask them also to pick in and take care of all that advising that is supposed to be among and now responsible for the advisory board. It's, I hope you'll reconsider this and see this as an opportunity for us as a city uh, to take seriously because it's apparent that we have not as a society taken it seriously, the effects of climate change and other aspects. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, hello, thank you for allowing us to comment. I am Tad Kramar. Uh, almost every day we are witnessing the devastating effects of global warming and climate change, and you all agree we must do whatever we can to follow sustainable practices to reduce our carbon footprints and global warming. Consequently, abolishing the Sustainability Advisory Board is exactly the wrong thing to do. Uh, the SAB provides the city on a no-cost, volunteer basis with valuable expertise on ways to increase sustainability. Uh, the SAB includes several people whose day jobs are centered on sustainability for businesses, not-for-profit organizations, and the military. It also includes the chair of pharmacology and toxicology at Kansas University and a graduate student obtaining a PhD uh, in sustainability fields. Uh, as the one-person sustainability office, Kathy Richardson does an admirable job, but one person cannot provide this variety of expertise. Uh, likewise, telling each city department and board that it also needs to consider sustainability will not provide this expertise. Sustainability is crucial. It needs to be the primary mission of a city board, not a secondary afterthought dispersed among other boards. Uh, the SAB provides valuable sustainability expertise at no cost to the city. Please retain the Sustainability Advisory Board. Do not look a gift horse in the mouth. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, hi, my name is Ben Sykes. Um, so I, I watched the, um, the meeting in July, and I wanted to focus a little bit uh, I think everyone's made really great arguments for why we should maintain the Sustainability Advisory Board. But I tried to look carefully at um, what the rationales were for your group, which I know is a very tricky one in weaning these things down. 
And I think um, the idea of a board that's focused on a commitment for the city is very difficult to put in the boxes that the others were put into because they were all focused on outcomes. So I found that that, you know, it kind of found, found itself as the odd person out. And I also saw that, um, you know, because we don't, as an advisory board, because we're not approving, um, you know, applications that come in, there's no budget associated with those things, that it also is different from a lot of other boards. Um, some of the things that I heard in that meeting, um, uh, I, I just want to uh, speak to a little bit. The first was that I think there was a, a significant amount of time thought about things like the Historical Resources Board and the feedback that you guys got from that. But there was some feedback about the SAB as well in the comment periods that you guys had. And I felt like there wasn't much voice given to those things in the last meeting that you had. And I can understand the perspective that a commitment like sustainability within city staff needs to be a distributed model, that there needs to be sustainability built in and cooked in. Um, I, I would say that that is absolutely true, but an advisory board on top of that can help in a lot of ways. And I think we just had a really great example of that with the plastic bag ordinance, where the city commission needed feedback and help from those things, and we put those forward. We can be responsive in that way and focus on the exact uh, indicators that the city is focused on. I think we also bring things from the public. The public brought things to us about the noxious weed ordinance that we've been working on that they wouldn't bring city commission to, that they couldn't bring to city staff directly. Um, we've also done things like look at um, problems that cropped up when sustainability was wasn't incorporated into staff things like the multimodal transportation center where sustainability wasn't thought about. So I think the advisory board again for for just having, uh, it, it does have a cost, I think, in the fact that Kathy has to come to the meetings and deal with us. She's doing a phenomenal job, but I think it's a relatively low cost to have, uh, you know, an outside board that's focused on a, a really important commitment for us and is forward-looking. I understand the resources you guys had for the Historical Resources Commission needing to maintain itself. Um, I think this is a forward-looking one, you know. So um, I guess I would just advocate strongly that whether or not you see the SAB um, being lumped in with an outcome as you guys have structured it so that they fit neatly or on its own, I do think that maintaining it is really critical. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, good evening. My name is Jeff Lowe and I'm a citizen of Lawrence and I'm here to talk really about a completely different kind of uh, issue. I, I want to thank you for letting us speak to you. Uh, and and uh, my question is really a different, uh, a very different kind of question. The the question that I have deals with the uh, uh, the uh, recommendation that uh, uh, four different boards and committees uh, that their duties be transferred to city staff and other boards, and and this deals with the item that has to do with transit guest tax program advisory board, the public incentives review committee, the special alcohol fund advisory board, and the sales tax audit committee. So it's, I'm talking about a different kind of thing than than uh, my fellow citizens are. Uh, and, and my request is really very different. I'm not uh, asking or suggesting that this not be done. What I was, what I would like to know or have access to would be what specifically, uh, what specific uh, agencies or entities of the, that have to do with the city of Lawrence government uh, would be getting these uh, uh, duties of these four four entities and uh, 
and what specific uh, types of responsibilities that they would have. So there's two things, and they're really related. One would be what entities are, would be getting the, uh, and I really should reverse that, would be what, what activities will be done by what entities of the uh, city government or the uh, different types of existing advisory boards and committees. It, was I understandable? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Is there anybody in the room there at City Hall who would like to speak? I think there's one other person coming in actually. Okay. Who um, was the person I met when I was coming in who said that he, oh. he was leaving because he couldn't get public comment. Richard, they are taking public comment. Add a frying pan, right? There you go. Introduce. I am Richard Haig. Um, I've been involved with the airport for about 16, 17 years, and been on the advisory board, been a chair for quite a few years. And I would like to kind of express what the value of the Aviation Advisory Board is to the, to the City of Lawrence. The Aviation Advisory Board is pretty specialized. The city only has two staff members that work with the airport. They have a city, they have a city airport manager and they have a maintenance worker. With all the other activities going on at the airport, the Advisory Board is the one that brings aviation issues to the, to the city commission. And there's some good, some bad. Um, We've had where the University of Kansas was wanting to build a neon tower just north of the airport. The FAA had approved it. The state of Kansas told us, no, we have to, to stop it. And so working with the advisory board, the advisory board worked with the University of Kansas, with their GIS department, with their biology department, and worked out that truly the, um, not only was the tower not a, a factor for the airport, but it was actually safer because another tower already existed out there that wasn't marked, wasn't lit, and wasn't on any charts. So the advisory board, because of its specialty nature, the advisory board also is on the legal side. When the city got the airport the property, there was a, a property exchange with the University of Kansas. University of Kansas, part of the deal was is that they will always have a seat on the Aviation Advisory Board. They'll have a representative on the board. Um, when I first started, it was actually the vice chancellor was on the board. And we've always had some good representations because KU still has their hangar on the far side. They have a research facility. They have a shop over there. And with, so when it comes to aviation things, because the city managers is not, the airport manager is not just a single, his only job. He has multiple tasks. And so as the board does, they reach out, they do research, they bring the information not only to the city staff, but to the, the commission to bring the events in going on. The Aviation Advisory Board also is the ones that organize and work with outside companies like United Way when they were doing a fundraiser at the airport with Youth Aviation Camp through Parks and Rec. So as you look at the advisory board, look at the specialty as far as knowledge of airport patterns, airport usage, taxiways, airport airplanes. You, know, you have to un have an understanding of what the grades can be because you can't have much of a grade without the with props striking the ground. And so as it comes to that, the people that are on that board, there's at least four or five at a time that are pilots, have aviation knowledge. There's some public, um, some people without aviation backgrounds also, and that bring more community information to the, to the field. 
but as the aviation board goes, it's one that, because the rest of the of the hard surfaces in the city are completely different than how the airport is run, that is one I think you really need to look deeply at. Time. Consolidating. Thank you. Thank you. If there's no one else in the room there, I'll start uh, go uh, looking at uh, hands up uh, for the online participation. Um, Don Hawkins. Would Don Hawkins, would you like to speak? Yes, so, sorry. <laughs> the dog started barking as soon as you said my name. <laughs> Uh, my name is Dawn Hawkins. I'm a new member of the Sustainability Advisory Board, but I've attended the board meetings for several years. Um, I'm going to kind of tell a tangential story. Three, dec three decades ago, I went to K-State to explore earning a degree there. I met with a dean and asked about a degree in environmental sustainability. He stammered a bit and then said it was just so important that they incorporate environmental sustainability into all of their programs. I knew this was a cop-out statement at the time, a poor excuse for not yet having developed such a program. I did explore various degree programs there at the time, and none of them mentioned anything about environmental sustainability. Now, three decades later, K-State has several degree programs centered on environmental sustainability, and it's clear now that just saying the subject is so important that they incorporated it across campus was not enough. I tell this story because I was reminded of it when watching your July 12th meeting. At that meeting, um, the members decided to disband the Sustainability Advisory Board because, quote, sustainability should be included in every decision made and that it is so important that, quote, it should be everywhere. Um, you also recognize that sustainability is a department of one as far as city staffing goes. I say that if this board thinks that sustainability is so important, you should really want a board of experts discussing these topics as they come up within the city, generating ideas to achieve sustainability, supporting the one staff person that is in charge of these matters, and to ensure that the city is, in, is complying with its goals and ordinances, such as uh, ordinance number 9744. Um, I'd ask um, the person running the Zoom if it was possible to bring up um, that ordinance. Is that possible? It, I didn't get a response, so I'll just move on. But you, you hopefully know about ordinance number 9744, which um, outlines very aggressive changes needed to achieve 100% clean renewable energy citywide. It's um, a very lofty um, and honorable goal, but if it's to be complied with, it is going to take a lot of creative minds, including members and attendees of the Sustainability Advisory Board. There are numerous other topics, I'm so sorry, my dogs are barking again, um, that are covered by the Sustainability Advisory Board um, beyond clean energy. The Sustainability Advisory Board has a history of many professional experts volunteering their time as board members. There are also many non-board members who consistently attend the meetings, who contribute their time and ideas, and even participate in subcommittees of the board. This board is effective, and it really needs to continue its work. Um, I see that Kathy Richardson is in attendance on Zoom, and I encourage you to ask questions of her about the board, the Sustainability time. Advisory Board, and whether it is valuable to her. Thank you. Thank you. Next, let's hear from Clancy Maloney. 
I'm not looking at any particular order here, just uh, when I, where I see hands. Hello, my name is Clancy Maloney. I'm the chairman of the Aviation Advisory Board. And the first thing I want to say is I was told earlier today that there would be no public comment, so I did not attend. Otherwise, I would have been there. I, first of all, concur totally with what Richard Haig said, and I believe that the board has received at least two or three other letters, including one from a former board chair, Rick Bryant, and one from Ron Renz, a former tenant at the airport. I totally concur with what both of those letters said. If you have not read them, you should. The Aviation Advisory Board supports the half-time two employees that the city um, allows at the airport. The airport alone, according to the Kansas Airport Impact um, Economic Impact Statement, brings in approximately 17 and a half to 20 million dollars a year in economic impact to Lawrence. Lawrence needs the expertise that we have on this board to help direct the airport. Furthermore, the way you have gone about doing this is totally contrary to how you should assess whether you need and what an aviation board should do. I sent yesterday a detailed document to everybody on the BCSC as well as the city council outlining and referring to a National um, Academy of Sciences study that has been done on proper airport management. I strongly recommend that you read that. Combining the aviation airport, the aviation advisory board with any other board is a mistake and it will it is to the detriment of the city. This is not to denigrate any of the other potential um, boards or commissions that we could be combined with, but the aviation board needs to remain separate. Aviation is different from other modes of transportation and has very little to do with the um, the public transit or the multimodal transit area. I strongly recommend and I am supported unanimously by the remainder of the aviation board that this board remains separate as it has for many years. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, next, can we hear from Mohsen Fatimi? I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. Hi. Thank you for the opportunity to provide comments. My name is Mohsen Fatemi. I'm a Sustainability Advisory Board member. And since I'm not good with language speeches, I'm going to read what I've written for this meeting. Um, I have serious reservations regarding the proposal to dissolve the Sustainability Advisory Board at a time when cities across the nation are intensifying their sustainability initiatives to combat the climate change crisis we seem to be moving in the opposite direction. While other cities are escalating their commitment to sustainability, we're taking action that counter this momentum. The decision to dismantle the board and distribute its responsibilities among staff and other boards will result in the city commission losing a valuable source of expertise and knowledge that isn't readily available within the city government or other boards. 
The Sustainability Advisory Board serves as an essential accountability mechanism. Disbanding the board signifies a lack of dedication to sustainability. During the recent meeting, there was a discourse on embedding sustainability into the city government's efforts. Existing research strongly advocates for the role of citizen advisory boards in institutionalizing sustainability within urban settings. The current path we are observing fails to assure a promising future for establishing sustainability within the city. Following the separation of the city and county offices of sustainability, we suffered losses in terms of personnel, funding, and even our climate action plan. Now we're on the brink of dissolving the sustainability advisory board. This sequence of events hardly resembles a process of institutionalization. Um, also, sustainability carries the greatest num number of key performance indicators in the city's strategic plan, underscoring its significance, yet how can we reasonably anticipate our city government, which does not even have staff capacity to enforce, to enforce the ban on single-use plastic bans to effectively oversee sustainability endeavors? Furthermore, the Sustainability Advisory Board itself struggles to find ample time to address all the urgent challenges we confront. It's unrealistic to expect other boards with, which have differing priorities to handle this task proficiently. So I strongly urge the board to reconsider to pro the proposal to, to dissolve the Sustainability Advisory Board. Thank you. Thank you. Sherry Thompson. Hi, my name is Sherry Thompson, and I have a letter from Ron Rance that he would like read at tonight's meeting because he is at an aviation engineering meeting in Nagasaki, Japan. To members of the committee, I'm greatly concerned that you are, are planning to change the advisory board that is responsible for the Lawrence Regional Airport. The current aviation advisory board is made up of persons that have significant technical knowledge as well as business acumen that relates very specifically to airports. An airport is a very complex asset that needs specialized knowledge and skills to ensure it is safely and effectively managed. Decisions made can and will affect the safety of airplane operations at the airport. Unlike many other parts of the city infrastructure, a significant amount of funding for improvements and upkeep comes from the Federal Aviation Administration. The current makeup of the Aviation Advisory Board provides significant and very specific aviation-related knowledge that helps the city to have a well-run facility. I'm very concerned with the proposed changes to the Aviation Advisory Board the city, because the city of Lawrence will, one, lose significant and very capable technical advisory group, and remember that capable advice is provided to the city of Lawrence at essentially no cost to the city. Two, lose out on future funding opportunities because of the loss of very specific technical advice that is now being provided. And three, potentially increase liability to the city of Lawrence because of the loss of very specific technical advice that is now being provided due to safety related issues. My companies have been tenants at the Lawrence Municipal Airport since 1987. In these 35 years, the city of Lawrence has invested in a new terminal, a new maintenance hangar, and a new larger aircraft storage hangar, as well as T hangars, and the associated taxiways, 
ramp areas, and runways required to support these improvements and the continuing increasing flight operations at the airport. Private owners and businesses have also invested significantly in the airport facilities by constructing airplane storage and maintenance hangars, as well as improvements to these buildings. Our company is one of those private owners, and because of our investment in a facility that we previously leased, we were responsible in bringing to Lawrence a 24-7 helicopter air ambulance operator that provides valuable life-saving service to the Lawrence and surrounding Kansas communities. The airport has seen consistent growth Time. because of its investments. Thank you for your consideration, and, and Ron says thank you as well. Thank you. Kay Johnson. Hello, thank you for allowing me to speak tonight. My name is Kay Johnson and I'm one of the Sustainability Advisory Board members. I'm also, I also represent the SAB on the Land Development Code Update Committee. There are several of us that have specifically um, been uh, appointed by our members to represent us in other committees. So uh, at least the Food Policy Committee is one that I know of. I think there's one additional one. I urge you to retain the SAB as it currently exists. It is a policy board that uh, makes recommendations to the City Commission and is not rec uh, it is not replicated by city staff. Um, I really feel like that the ordinance that Don Hawkins was referring to, ordinance number 9744, likely wouldn't have come to the commission had the Sustainability Advisory Board not spent many uh, hours, um, days, hours, weeks uh, working on this these type of issues. And also, I will point out um, that in that particular ordinance, there is a requirement that the city manager's office um, must produce an annual review of the progress of those goals. And um, as far as I know, um, we have not seen the a report and this particular um, this particular ordinance was passed in March of 2020. I understand that Kathy's working on this, but this report is supposed to go to the commissioners and to the sustainability advisory board. We are supposed to advise on the renewable energy uh, implementation and there's not even a plan yet for this. Now I ask you what department would do this? If, if the sustainability advisory board does not exist, what individual department would be responsible for all energy sectors, both public and private? And because I don't see that fitting under any role or responsibility of a city department. I also feel like that um, the expertise that we have it is beyond most of the um, individual staff members uh, regarding sustainable advisory uh, policies that we're looking at. Many of us have already been involved in policies and other applications. So I, I really feel like that you should reconsider and, uh, and retain the sustainability advisory board. Thank you. 
Thank you. Um, I see no more hands up on my board here for the screen here for uh, public comment for online. Is there anybody else that is joined in the room uh, that would like to speak? Yes, there is. Yes. You can go ahead and come up. I'm, my name is Dean Palos. I live at 727 Tennessee Street. <clears throat> I've been a Lawrence resident for 42 years. Uh, I'm formerly the planning director for Johnson County. Excuse me. Um, I wasn't really well prepared for this. I just discovered that you guys were talking about it. My interest is in the uh, consolidation of the BZA and the sign committee as well as the uh, building codes. And uh, when I was with Johnson County, uh, we ran both operations. Uh, and I can't imagine how they could overlap. Uh, there are two very distinct requirements uh, that they have to deal with. Uh, the Board of Zoning Appeals is one of uh, judgment that's pretty rational based on specific requirements that are established through state statute. The building codes, however, are all based on a very complex, uh, very detailed regulations. Uh, they're based upon issues of the building official's decision or his staff's decision. Uh, and that involves, I think, a lot more expertise. I'm not sure how your building code department now, or building codes advisory board is constituted, uh, but I just know that it requires to having people that have some more than passing familiarity with the codes. Um, both organizations, I suspect, meet regularly. I'm a member of the BZA. I've been a member of the Lawrence BZA now for uh, probably eight months. And uh, we meet almost every month. There's been a cancellation or two, but when I was with Johnson County, we met regularly. And again, they're just two very different, although they deal with buildings and development, uh, the requirements for judgment are very different. So I'm just here to say that I think that uh, if you're planning to do this, you really need to give it very strong consideration. That, um, And I wish I had more understanding of your building code. Uh, advisory board. I don't have that much, so I apologize for that. I'm just kind of like I said, I'm a Johnny come lately here. Uh, but that's my comments. Thank you. Is there anybody else in the room um, that wishes to comment on the item tonight? Um, I see no more hands on the online portion. That's all the comments. There's no. Okay, thank you. Then I'll uh, close public comment, bring it back to the committee uh, for discussion. Um, I will, uh, I would like to say thank everybody um, for their comments. Um, these comments were well articulated and the city commission uh, will be able to hear them. The city commission will also hear uh, your comments and opinions at their meeting. So this isn't the only time um, that this is available. So when this is, comes up for the city commission agenda, I urge you all to come to that meeting and state your cases. Like I said, those are very, they were very well reasoned, articulated comments. This is um, a very, this is the first time um, that such a thing has been attempted after many, many years of going along 
um, with many, many different committees and changes over the years. And so this is a first attempt um, to put some, some new model together. Um, so your opinions are uh, well received and uh, considered. So please do bring them back to the City Commission when that comes up. Um, before, um, I also wanted to make one sort of technical comment in that we heard, we've heard a lot of comments either in writing or in person about the technical expertise that is available, whether that's for historic resources, sustainability advisory, building codes, aviation board. Um, the structure of the committees that is being recommended does not in any way preclude that technical advice uh, would go away. I mean, those the appointments to whatever committees are designed and put together in the coming months um, do not preclude that those that expertise will be missing. Um, that expertise can and I'm sure will be appointed um, into the new structure. But the the recommendations that we are putting forth now do not preclude. Um, any expertise being invited uh, to give to give their expertise on these committees. Um, so now I'll just open this up for comment from committee members. Can you say anything? No. Can I raise my hand? I, I can't really. Oh, there you are. Yes, please stand. <laughs> Okay, this is Stan Rasmussen, a board member. Um, I, I, well, I'll just, the bottom line up front is I'm not gonna support the letter as drafted tonight. I think it has some, some serious flaws as drafted, which I can comment on. I also wanna start out though by commenting on the process. Um, we made it some initial draft recommendations that we took public comment on back in May and June, and then we met again in July. And that is, you know, that process is described in the letter, which I think is real good uh, that it describes that process. But some of the outcomes of the July meeting, uh, to me, were surprising. And uh, I, I want to comment on those. Um, one was, uh, we've, we heard a lot tonight from the SAB. Uh, when we made our draft recommendations back in May, it was not to eliminate the SAB. The written public comment that I saw, I was not able to attend the in-person or the virtual public comment sessions, but the written public comment that I saw almost uniformly supported keeping the SAB as a separate uh, board. And uh, I was surprised to when I watched the July meeting, because I couldn't attend it, but when I watched the July meeting that the decision was made to eliminate the SAB without any real discussion about how to continue to support uh, environmental sustainability. Uh, Craig, the city manager, uh, pointed out in the July meeting that environmental sustainability key progress indicators exist in every one of the outcomes that is a part of the strategic plan, yet we didn't I feel like we didn't do a good job in discussing 
if we're going to eliminate it, how are we going to make sure that we still are supporting environmental sustainability in the city? How are we going to support the strategic plan on a topic that crosses all outcomes? And um, I also think the, the air, airport uh, advisory board you know, my recollection from our draft, dis our discussion where we came up with our draft recommendations was that we were going to keep the airport advisory board, but we were going to add some additional duties to them where they would also be responsible for ruling on the transient guest tax and the public, public incentives uh, review committee rules. And we rationalized that in our discussion back in May that we would do that because the Aviation Advisory Board was strongly connected to the economic viability of the community and that these other two items affected economic issues in the community. So we could add those duties to the Aviation Advisory Board. We didn't really discuss back in May taking the uh, Aviation Advisory Board and adding it to boards that deal with hiking and biking trails and the road network in our community and bus routes. And I, I, I think we kind of missed the boat on that one as a recommendation, a final recommendation to uh, include that. And I don't think we've given the, until tonight, I don't think we've given the public any opportunity to comment on that different course of action for either the Aviation Advisory Board or the Sustainability Advisory Board. You know, we got a lot of feedback on the HRC, the Historic Resources Commission, and then responded to that feedback in the meeting in July and kind of changed our direction because our rec initial recommendation was to include the HRC with the BZA and the Sign Code Board of Appeals and include it with the Building Code Board of Appeals. And the rationale that we talked about in May was we would recommend that because we are currently in the process of revising and updating our development code. The city has initiated a process to look at updating the historic uh, ordinances in the community. So the thought was we're going to reduce the workload of those boards so they could be consolidated. We responded to the feedback that we got on the HRC and said maybe we're making a mistake there and we need to reconsider and the recommendation that came out of the July meeting was maybe we should keep that as a separate board. We didn't get any, we didn't give the public any opportunity to comment on the Aviation Advisory Board until tonight, nor did we give them that opportunity on the SAB. The recommendation for the SAB at that time was that it remain a separate board. So there could be a, I, I could see, I don't think it was our intent, but I could see that some people would feel that there was a bait and switch going on. Uh, I don't think there was, but I think that could be perceived that way. So I'm kind of concerned about the process that we've gone through, and I'm not certain that we've 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 represented our community well and given our our community an opportunity to engage in that process. With that, I think the letter uh, that we're uh, considering tonight needs some substantial revision. I think the introduction, the first 
page and a half of this letter is really good because it provides the background of what the city commission asked us to do, how, the process that we took to get there, and, and, and you know our meetings. But then when we get to our actual recommendations, I think we do a very poor job of explaining those and providing guidance to the city commission on why we're making our recommendations and providing guidance to the community about why we're doing that. I'll say for example, the very first one under strong welcoming neighborhoods. It says as a part of this proposal, the following boards and commissions will be combined into a single strong welcoming neighborhoods board. Board of Zoning Appeals, Sign Code Board of Appeals, and Building Code Board of Appeals. That's it. We, we've given no guidance as to why we're making that choice. Nothing for the city commission to review in this letter. Nothing for the public to review in this letter. We, we can't assume that everybody's going to go back and review every, watch every meeting, the recording of every meeting, to come up with in their mind the justification for why we made that recommendation. I feel the letter needs to have some explanations in it. It needs to say something like, and I just dr drafted this up off the top of my head, but it needs to be something like, it is anticipated that one of the primary benefits from the ongoing effort to revise the city's development code is a substantial reduction in the need for variances. Accordingly, uh, the expected workload of the Board of Zoning Appeals, Sign Code Board of Appeals, and the Building Code Board of Appeals will be substantially reduced. For this reason, we recommend consolidating the functions of the following boards into one board. And then we can say Board of Zoning Appeals, Building Code. We give, we give some rationale is what I would recommend. I, f I really feel like we need that in this letter. Otherwise, I think it's, it's very incomplete. Same thing with... Um, under prosperity and economic security. We recommend that four boards be uh, dissolved. That's fine. I think we talked that through in our meetings. And we all we say is their duties are gonna be transferred to staff and other boards. I think we need to provide more for the city commission. We need to give them something here that explains why we're doing that. How these, th the obligations of these boards are going to be met by city staff, where in city staff, or with other boards, which other boards. I think we need to provide more explanation or we're doing a disservice to the city commissioners who are gonna receive this. And then I think because of our, and I started with it, because of our process where we, we had some initial draft recommendations I've had people tell me, for example, with the Sustainability Advisory Board, I didn't feel like I needed to comment because the comment, because the recommendation was to keep it as a separate board. And so we didn't get anything during our May and June public comment periods from those people because they didn't think it was necessary. They agreed with the recommendation. But I'm concerned that we're setting the city commission up for some serious controversy with the Aviation Advisory Board and the SAB and kind of setting them up for failure because we haven't provided any rationale in our letter as to why they should accept these recommendations. How do they benefit the community? How have we incorporated public feedback? I think it would be good in here to say initially we had thought of combining the HRC duties with 
the BZA and the Building Code Board of Appeals, but based on public feedback, we listened to that and have made a recommendation that it needs to remain as a separate board. We need to provide that background information to the city commission so that they can make a good decision and so that we are providing them a useful document that they can use in their deliberation and, and decision-making process. And I, I just don't think we have that in the letter as drafted. So I, if we get to a point where we're voting on this letter tonight, I will be voting against it because I think it's very incomplete. Um, I think those are all the comments I have at this time. Thank you, Stan. Um, just giving opportunity for other committee members to jump in with their initial comments. I think this is Chris Coward. I, I would agree with Stan on, on a little bit more depth as it relates to the letter. Um, I don't know about that we only changed HRC because of, of public feedback, I think is still part of the overall deliberation process of what we were coming to. But I do think that the letter needs to be a little bit more substantial so the city commission can make a, uh, an informed decision without having to go back and watch every meeting um, that we had. Other comments? Is it just Stan and Chris in the room? I'm trying to look. I think so. Sherry and Travis, do you have any comments? Sherry? I attended the one um, public comment session at the uh, Carnegie Center. It was early in an evening in June, I think. And <clears throat> I really felt like there was a asking of people. I, I really think that we asked folks what what they thought and and what they wanted. I I think that that they had a real good opportunity for feedback. I also think that we were given a, a task. I think at the first of the year, so now, you know, eight and a half months later, we have a letter of recommendations. And of course, this is just something for the city commission to then discuss. And I, uh, I think that we don't need to present the equivalent of a legal brief to them. I think that they will delve into it as deeply as they want. Um, we were tasked to do something to create a certain number, a structure of committees, and give them a letter of recommendation, a place to start. And I, I think this letter accomplishes that. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Bob chance for Travis to jump in here before I add some comments. Uh, thank you. I think where my, my thinking is right now, um, it sounds like we either can talk amongst ourselves right now about where the, the feeling of the committee is 
Uh, more specifically, are there the votes in the room to pass this uh, proposed letter to the city commission as drafted? If the votes in the room don't exist, then I think we would need to bring um, a motion off the floor that's not on our minutes tonight as to how to proceed. Do we need to reconvene again so that we can drill down into some issues that are bothering us? So I think that's where we are. I think we just need to either just sound it out right now, is the support in the room to pass this thing, or do we just you know make a motion and take a vote and see if we have to go with the plan B otherwise? Well, I think we can spend, um, and it's worth our time to spend some time um, discussing this a little bit and see if we can um, give something out of this committee. Uh, well, I would, I would uh, amend, or uh, I would amend or addend to my previous comments, which is, you know, here's the thing: this thing was billed tonight. There's one thing on the agenda, uh, or two: approved meeting minutes from July 12th, and authorize you the chair to sign this letter so i didn't budget three hours to mess with this tonight i did budget three hours for the july 12th meeting but i didn't budget three hours tonight so i don't think um i don't think we're postured tonight to really dig deep i think we just need to figure out is the support here or is it not and if it's not then we need to we need to reset that that's that would be my recommendation, and that's that's kind of why I'm making that recommendation. Uh, well, similarly on those those lines, um, I think uh, we could spend a few moments um, discussing the possibility of uh, bolstering um, the letter uh, with some uh, at least some little bit of rationale. Um, under each of these topics, under each of these strategic plan, it's for the benefit of the city commission discussion. Um, at this point, uh, where I don't think we're going to go back and rework our, our recommendations, um, the, com the committee, as it stands, is no longer um, active except to uh, make a recommendation to the city commission, um, and then it will be hashed out there at the city commission in terms of whether they want to go with what we recommended, um, amend these recommendations, change it entirely. Um, so yeah, I don't think we're gonna go into that tonight, um, but I would like to just spend a few moments talking specifically about this letter. Uh, and, and I agree that up at the top there where we've got a lot of um, sort of the history of this uh, and how it came to be. Um, I'd like to think if we can suggest a couple different ways of possibly bolstering why we have made these recommendations. I did like Stan's attempt at that first one. Um, and that might be, the thing I'm a little unsure about is um, having to come back and vote on something that's substantially different. Um, so I don't know, I'd have to ask staff um, what sort of verbiage that could be added, or maybe this is something that's part of the presentation to the city commission in September. Some of the more rationale, if that's a better way to go. 
I think that's um, from the last meeting, some of the conversation and what we imagined is that you all would be at that meeting and that would be some of the conversation that the committee could provide and that would be included in the staff report, a summary because it would be hard to summarize all of your discussion in a letter. Yes, particularly we struggled quite a bit um, throughout the meetings, um, with the, particularly with the sustainability advisory board. Um, and so uh, that would be hard to, to put in a letter for sure. Um, discussions and rationale for that. Um, so that was my understanding is that we would be available um, for the city commission meeting to help explain and answer questions from the city commission. Um, they have the comments, they have all our meetings, um, they have the public comment, the public meetings that we had with all the feedback, all the letters that are written uh, to sort of balance uh, um, what our discussion was with what the public comment is. Um, I don't know uh, if birdsmithing this is going to make it uh, any less, it's certainly not gonna make it less succinct and more understandable. This is pretty straightforward, um, what we've got here. Um, here are our recommendations. Um, I mean, if I'd ask um, staff if there's any room at all for um, putting some rationale in there, but honestly, I think, from my opinion, I don't know if we could come up with two, two or three sentences um, for the rationale for um, this discussion. Like I said, I like stands, um, you know, just a few sentences there in that strong welcoming neighborhood um, that he gave the reason for that. I'm not sure if we could do it so succinctly with some of the others. Um, there was a lot of moving pieces in this. Um, and then also a discussion that's needed for, as I mentioned, the sort of technical expertise and the possibility of the formation of new and improved committees. Um, I think one thing that um, we need to all understand is that this is if this is a new structure. The bulk of the work that's going to happen to how these things operate, who's on these committees, how they're structured, what topics they take, is the next step that comes next. We have made a recommendation to try to take what we've got and put it under these categories to follow a strategic plan. That was our mandate as a committee, is to work with the strategic plan. Um, and now we've done the best we, well, that we think we, we could to put all these things under those umbrellas. The actual structure of these committees is where the bulk of the work is going to be, and that is the next step. So what we've got here is an initial recommendation. Um, we've got a lot of public comment. We've got our meetings um, to put that all together and then come up. The city commission will vote on what they, what these overall commit, committees will be. And then the hard work of figuring out who's gonna be on these committees, what they're gonna tackle, um, where are these duties gonna go uh, to, uh, you know, where are all the current, activities going to be placed um that's when that next step begins and and of course there will be public comment and public involvement in that as well so um i would um, ask that each of the con current committee the committee members that are here tonight 
um, to consider this as a first step, a first recommendation, um, and to commit to being at the city commission meeting um, to discuss basically our process, what we were thinking, ask, answer the commission questions uh, about what our thinking process was for this and um, vote on whether or not we should send this set of recommendations. That's essentially what we're doing. We're voting to send a set of recommendations to the city committed, committee, the city commission, and they will take it from there. I'll, this is Stan Rasmussen. I just want to make sure I understand. So I'm hearing that the members of this board are going to show up at the city commission meeting and we're each independently going to be giving our opinion to the city commissioners about why we think certain decisions were made is that what you're suggesting no i'm suggesting that what we talked about was being present at that meeting um to help move this through to answer questions by the city commission I don't know what the structure of that meeting is at this point because there's been no discussion with staff. Um, so if the city commission... We did, we did talk about the, the, this committee being available to answer city commission questions. So if this a city commissioner asks a question, who, who's going to answer it? All of us? One, one of us? You, the chair? Who? who uh, I guess I'm just kind of curious what your thought is. We have not discussed the structure of that. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know if staff can help me out here uh, with how the structure of that meeting would go. We, we've had it's somewhat unprecedented, wouldn't it? I mean, usually, you, you know, the boards and committees pass on the recommendations, you know, whether it be planning commission, whether it be HRC, and then the city commission, you know, runs with it from there. We would just essentially be just a part of public comment. Yes, yeah. that we would be present there. The, the city commission, the city staff is going to make the presentation. Um, I can be there also um, to help with a, a presentation. But yes, this has been moved over to city staff to make the presentation. Um, but I would encourage people us to be present um, as the committee, but um, you're right, Travis, we would, the, the city staff would be making the presentation. So could I just ask a question real quick? Um, how many committee members do we have here tonight? There's five. There's five. How many do we need to have a quorum? Five. Okay, because I have to take off at 6.30. Can I get a sense of the room and online um, if we can move forward with this so we can essentially get this first step on its way to the city commission? Yes, Sherry. I just have one comment to make. I have been at city commission meetings where um, someone has 
been in the audience, for lack of a better word, and a commissioner has summoned them to the podium to ask if they would like to answer a few questions. I can't remember exactly. It had to do with rezoning something up by Oriad, and that person, even though they weren't part of staff, uh, was asked a question by a commissioner. Yes, that does that does happen. That happens in the planning commission too, where um, participants and public are at, um, are asked uh, to give comment based on th their comment. Hey, which meeting is this going to be heard at? You're, we're talking about a specific meeting. Which date? Which which one? We had talked about September, but obviously that would, like we do at the other meetings, we typically talk at the end of availability and things like that before we would schedule it. Yes, as I understand, it's not scheduled at this point when this would be on the city commission agenda. So if we don't vote on this tonight in the affirmative to send this letter on, um, it will be delayed because we will have to come together again uh, to basically vote this out of committee, um, some letter recommendation to the city commission. We are already over a couple months over. We were given a very short timeline for this. Uh, in fact, we were uh, several, well, let's see, it was supposed to be um, about two months. By the end of May, um, I believe, uh, was when we were supposed to make our initial recommendations. Um, so this is going to delay um, substantially if we have to try to get together again and come up with new language um, in this letter. Uh, we are not meet, currently meeting to discuss rehashing the committee structure. Sherry. Well, can I move that we would then vote on, on presenting this letter to the city commission with the idea that staff would be embellishing the rationales in their presentation and as many committee members as possible would be available to answer any possible questions and to augment the discussion of our rationale that's a lot of writers there sherry yeah <laughs> that's a big ask okay <laughs> travis did you have another comment uh no but sherry has made a motion so i just want to make sure i understand the motion yeah. which is approve the letter as submitted allow staff to make changes at their discretion and the committee members be available when this is heard before the city commission. I think those were the three things that you added that you had in your motion. And your motion was more of a question, but I took it as a motion. <laughs> it, it is a motion, but I don't mean to, that the city staff can make changes as they see fit. I mean, they could augment each with a sentence or two of rationale if, if that should, be, should happen. Um, in their presentation, not in the letter, in the words, as written, but when they make their presentation, which I think would be done anyway. So I'll take that first one out. Okay. So if I if I could have um, 
emotion then about the, the, the letter as it stands then? Is that what you're saying, Sherry, as it stands? So, yes. okay. Six letters in the agenda as submitted by staff. That is correct. I move that we send the letter forward. Thank you. Oops. Do I have a second for sending the letter forward to the city commission? As it is, as it is in our agenda. Okay. I do not have a second. Then let's um, continue discussing for as long as we have a quorum. If we don't have a quorum, we cannot make a decision tonight and we'll have to come together again. Is the concern that there is no embellishments or is the concern about uh, something else about the letter? I'll simply, I'll show my concern real quick, which is I appreciated the public comment that we got in person and, um, and by email. The letters were great. It was persuasive. So my issue is I believe I believe a very good argument has been made to leave the Aviation Advisory Board as a standalone um, entity. I also definitely appreciate the arguments um, of the Sustainability Advisory Board, but I take staff at their word, which is they want to bake this into every part you know, of city, you know, of city staff structure, and they believe that they could achieve these. Um, these ends on their own. I imagine, given what we heard tonight, that members of the Sustainability Advisory Board would think that I have a naive view of, um, of what they're trying to achieve, and so I'll cop to that, but right now my issue is I believe that the Aviation Advisory Board needs to be peeled off and remain a standalone entity because of the very technical nature of the work and I just I haven't heard that staff is up for that lift. So is that something that would um, change our um, decision or is that something that would be a comment for um, for the city commission to chew on? Um, I, I am of, of the mind to uh, send this letter off to the city commission um, knowing that there's much more to discuss um, about this and those arguments can be made with the city commission um, in terms of whether or not they want to peel off the aviation uh, advisory board or the sustainability advisory board or a whole new model uh, for that matter uh, with some of these with some of these commit these committees. This is Dan Rasmussen. I, I, I think that we should have the sophistication to be able to explain our decisions. And I think we owe it to the city commission to be able to explain why we're making the recommendations that we are. 
and how we think they can be achieved. And if we can't do that, I, I, I think we're kind of failing as, as a board. Um, I, I feel really good about what we've done up until now, where we've taken the time to uh, try to understand what the different boards do. We've taken the time to really look at the city's strategic plan and how we could restructure these boards to fit under our city's strategic plan. But I feel like we've gotten to the end here and we're, we're turning in we had an assignment to come up with a 10-page paper, and we're turning in a three-page paper at the end of the semester because it's easy. And I, I feel like we need to provide that rationale. And I also think the process that we went through to try to take some public feedback, we, we did that back in May and June and now when we're finally making our recommendations and we've got feedback on that, we're saying, now nah, we're not gonna listen to that at this point, perhaps. Uh, and I think we need to think about is, is that the proper course of action? But I think we can do a better job writing the letter. And at a minimum, I think we owe it to the city commission to give them our rationale, our guidance. And I, I just don't see that in here. And I. I, I cannot support this letter as is. Thank you, Sam. I certainly will um, concede that um, um, a little bit of more rationale would certainly help the city commission, but I would disagree um, with you on your other points in terms of um, public comment. Um, we've had a lot of opportunity for public comment. We've given that um, due consideration for certain, and I don't think at this point that we have the ability or the mandate to um, come together again and you know come together again and, and rehash the whole thing. Um, at this point, uh, we don't have the, the mandate to do that. Um, we have finished our our duties um, as far as this committee is concerned, and I think the bulk of what you're asking for. Um, is the next step. We were um, tasked with this first step. We did this. We spent a lot of time taking comment. We spent a lot of time considering it. Um, the bulk of what's going to happen and what these commissions are going to look like, these boards and commissions, has to come with the next step. Like Now that we have this general outline and we have this set of duties, how do we make this function? How do we make the city work as efficiently and as responsibly as it possibly can, um, according to the strategic plan. Prior to this effort, we did not have an organization that followed with the strategic plan. We had lots of committees um, going sometimes in many different directions, and now what we're trying to do is bring them together on, in a focus um, for the strategic plan under these particular outcomes. And we have made the first step there's a lot more to go, there's a lot to do, and that is for the next step. I'm just trying to get us to our first step. Madam Chair, I, I, uh, your leadership has been awesome. The only point where I've, I've, I've disagreed with you in the last how many months is that I, I don't believe, if our mandate had ended, then we wouldn't have taken public comment tonight. 
you know, so we did take public comment, and it was it was well reasoned and persuasive. Um, it just it doesn't make sense that we would take public comment both online, you know, both through our packet and in person, but say that really the door is closed. We have to we have to either do this or do nothing. Well, I don't think the door is closed. I think this has been an opportunity for people who did not comment prior to this. Um, and now um, the city commission will take up those comments. I do have to leave in one minute. If we want to vote, we can vote. Or um, I apologize, but I just I didn't budget um, more than an hour and a half for this this evening. I apologize. Well, um, I'd be willing to entertain a vote just to, to have a vote if I have a motion in a second. If not, then we'll have to come together again. I, I a motion to send the letter forward. Do I have a second? And do you not have a second? So we do not, so we cannot carry that forward. We'll have to say goodbye to Travis and we'll have to think about it another time to meet to discuss um, this letter or uh, if, uh, yeah, we'll have to meet again to discuss this letter. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, and we will be in touch. Thank you. We no longer have a quorum without um, committee member Herod. Um, so we cannot take any action at this point. So we'll, we'll reach out to reschedule, schedule another meeting. Yes, okay. reach out to reschedule another meeting. Thank you. So I need a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. A second. We don't have quorum. Yeah. Can we even vote to adjourn if we don't have a quorum? It's all right. I'll just put that the meeting ended for lack of a quorum at this yeah. time. Okay. Thank you. That's true. Thank you, and we'll be in touch about scheduling um, future meetings. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for speaking.